You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. It took a brush with cancer to get Philip Pappas's mind off of a career in physics and focused on a career in bluegrass music. He and his wife Lauren now form the duo Mountain Natives, and their debut album, Essential, is filled with songs born from a place of gratitude and hope. Mountains of adversity can be thrown into the sea is their motto, and they are my guests on this next edition on Americana Music Profiles. So hi, Philip and Lauren. Welcome to the podcast this afternoon. It's good to be talking with you guys. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you so much. And you guys are in Dallas-Fort Worth, is that right? That's correct, yes. Yeah, awesome. Um, so you have an interesting story, and I definitely want to uh, talk about that here in a moment. But um, if you don't mind, Philip, give me uh, some quick background leading up to uh, about your music, leading up to the point where you and Lauren met each other. How did you get started? Absolutely. Well, I... I started playing guitar and when I was 16, got a nice little electric guitar, just like a little Stratocaster, and I, I was playing around and, and just like garage bands and stuff like that with my friends, and, um, and I ended up graduating with my bachelor's in physics and my minor in math, and, and um, I was looking, looking for uh, a physics job, and... Um, while I was doing it, I, I ended up seeing a lot of a lot of people come into work, and really they just they didn't seem very happy until mm-hmm. they started talking about their until they started talking about their vacation. <laughs> yeah, and and I I realized that I I didn't want to be that guy who really lived and existed for his his vacations. I right. really wanted to enjoy working, whatever that is, whatever I work hard at, I'll enjoy. Um, I wasn't really sure sure where that would take me, and I ended up uh, I ended up meeting Lauren, and um, yeah, and we we wanted we wanted to do music after that, and that really helped because uh, she had noticed she noticed this big old mole on my on my shoulder, and she said, "Hey, I need you to check that out." Mm-hmm. So, so you know, I figure I'm a guy. I've got you know all kinds of hair and moles and stuff, <laughs> the guy, whatever, I go into the dermatologist and, and he ends up, you know, he cuts it off, he biopsies it, and I find out that I have malignant melanoma, and wow. I was only 27 at the time, yeah. and I really didn't want to join the 27 club. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, so I ended up having, you know, surgery for it, I had a bunch of people pray for me, and they cut me open. I've got this nice, uh, nice five-inch scar, and um, you know I'm cancer-free, which is awesome. Yeah. Like it didn't spread. It didn't spread. It didn't go anywhere. That's crazy. But That's after great. that, yeah, thank you. After that, I realized that uh, Lauren and I should, we should definitely do music together and and enjoy life and and have fun doing it. And so that's that's why we're called. That's why our band is called Mountain Natives because we're native to obstacles and we're native to troubles. But we believe that even if you have a burden 
on your shoulder. You can you can absolutely overcome it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's an awesome story and, and a great testimony. Um, Lauren, were you playing music? Or had uh, been involved in some sort of music prior to you guys meeting initially? Yeah, um, my dad has always been a musician. He has this um, penchant for white Stratocasters, <laughs> and. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And uh, he's got my grandpa's 1965 Martin, and I would always play those when I was, you know, hanging out with him. And um, he got me a guitar when I was 14 and uh, kind of taught myself and would jam with him and would songwrite. And Phyllis and I actually met at an open mic in okay. Texas. Yeah, I wanted to ask you that. And, That's cool. Yeah, and I, I was going to school in Georgia at the time at the University of Georgia and I was visiting my dad in Texas hmm. and so he and I actually didn't get back together again like meet again until I moved back a couple of years later wow um, yeah so but we had met you know and well I guess stalk each other on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you kept in touch when when you went back home yeah yeah well I guess did we I guess we 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 kept the connection, but I don't know if there was any correspondence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I I uh I just have a you know like like a lot of people you just have a bunch of friends on Facebook that you don't really connect you don't really connect with right. on a daily basis. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just pop up, but when she uh she Facebook messaged me just out of the blue, then it was like, who's this girl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you remembered me enough to find me. Absolutely. You're like, what's your name? So so you guys were playing together uh, how long before you recognized that that you had this this medical uh, mole that you needed to have investigated? Um, Six months? Yeah, about six months. We had had, uh, played some I guess some smaller shows at coffee houses and other other places but um yeah so the the influence of your music um is this it's it's a it's americana it's um i got some uh it's got some um kind of old time uh folk uh maybe a little bit of bluegrass flavors in there uh, is that uh is that how you would describe it what how, what do you guys call it what what do you do what's the inspiration behind the songs that you guys do yeah, so we we generally like to play um, uh, mostly acoustic. I usually play acoustic guitar, and Lauren plays a charango. I'll tell you about that. Um, a charango. You would say charango. Yes, charango. Charango. It's a ten-string instrument from Peru. Okay. Uh, similar tuning to a ukulele, but all the strings are doubled. Hmm. And uh, sounds more like a mandolin because it uh, has more strings than a ukulele. And then a rounded back, so it catches the sound and pushes it forward a little better. Hmm. It's really pretty. Is the, it, all the strings are nylon. Is, is it hard to play? Harder than any other particular stringed instrument? Um, I'm a tiny person, so it's easy for me <laughs> to play. Um, it's small, and a lot of people, when they hold it, they're like, wow, this is very small and awkward because um, the head of it has so many um, keys that it, it, it's heavier than the body of the instrument. 
So there's this awkward, whoa, I wasn't expecting the weight to be on that end when they first get a hold of it. Hmm. But it's not awkward for me. It's actually a lot easier because I'm, it fits me. I'm, yeah, I'm small, so <laughs> it's small, yeah. What made you pick that instrument up? I traveled to Peru in 2006 for a study abroad, and that was my major was Romance Languages, Spanish, and French Linguistics. So I speak both Spanish and French, and I don't know, I was just really connected to the culture there and uh, loved even the flutes and the other nylon stringed instruments. And so mm-hmm. um, I got it while I was there, and I just taught myself how to play it. Yeah, yeah, and I I feel like like we try to try to be really um, we we have some songs older songs from our last record like Bird Like You which was more jazz influenced and you know well with the Toronto it, it lends itself to almost like a bluegrass kind of vibe which is it's mm-hmm. really exciting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, and for for this for the record that we just put out we call each other home. We uh, we work at a we work at a studio um, in Dallas called Drive Thirty Five Studio, and um, we the the owner he's actually um, his family's from Mexico, and he can play uh, congas. And so we just said, said, hey, it would be awesome if you would play congas on some of these songs. And so it added it added a little bit of a Latin there, but it didn't go so far. Sound Latin. It had kind of like a, like a music. I think American music is all about that mixing of cultures. Yeah. Like in Memphis, where you had all, so many different cultures connecting to to create all those styles. And, and yeah, so where did the the um, uh, so so I'm guessing that you grew up in Texas. Are you a Texas native? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the 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 mountain. Uh, and you kind of alluded to that earlier about overcoming mountains as, as part of uh, who you guys feel like you are at this stage with you know overcoming the cancer. I'm wondering if mm-hmm. there's a dual meaning though. Does the uh, where does the other aspect of the mountain influence come in um, with the with the folk bluegrass tendencies that we've been talking about? You know, kind of leans itself to mountain influenced music. Is that part of it as well for you guys? Absolutely, yeah. We we absolutely love a lot of those those old um, those old Appalachian style music. It's gorgeous, and incredible. Where did that, that? Where did that exposure oh, yeah. come from for for either one of you? Um, for for me, there was there were some radio shows late at night that would that would play. Yeah, and it was okay. just really fun to just have have those uh have that on and just listen to it and it was just so much so much more different than everything else that was on the radio mm-hmm. it was really exciting but i was also i was actually born in new mexico hmm. um and okay. so we would go back we we go back every every year um for christmas and there's there's something about like it takes it takes from for us in dallas there, where there are zero mountains, mm-hmm. you, right. <laughs> you you just drive and it gets drier and drier, and then you start going through the mountains, and it's this incredible, um, incredible. I mean, it takes ten hours just to get um, 
basically from Dallas to to New Mexico, all the way through El Paso and mm. and, and that. And it's um it's a it's a gorgeous drive through the mountains. And so we've always always just loved like going and seeing my grandparents and hiking in the mountains. It's it's a really really special time yeah yeah um the music that's on uh so you have a you had a debut album called essential is that correct that is correct yeah, yeah it came out in 2015 and then uh tell tell us the name of the new one again uh the new one is is has five songs called we call each other home and, and are these originals for you guys did you guys write these songs they are. We got to write them together. Yeah, that's um, cool. So tell me about that a little bit, the writing process and and uh, you know, how you guys write together and where the influence is coming from for these songs. Yeah, uh, I feel like uh, with any, any co-write, you know, you have your ups and downs, and some songs are just special. You know, they're just supernatural. They just happen super easily. Mm-hmm. And we've got a couple of those. I feel like we call each other home, which is, you know, the featured song on the album. That one was uh, just super fluid, really easy and, and joyful to write. And then you have some that, you know, you you work on it. It's a process. And um, I think for us, when we write, we will write together and then we'll we'll separate and then we'll, we'll go and kind of get our own ideas and then come back together. Mm-hmm. Just through the dross of the silver, so to say, and kind of refine everything. I, I noticed on the uh, some of the songs um, that there was more than just a couple instruments. When you guys play, are you playing predominantly out as a as a duo, or do you bring other musicians in? Do you have a band that you travel with? Yeah, both. We like to we like to travel with the band, and you know, not a, not every show um, can kind of support a band, but uh, it's. It's always fun to have more, um, like for two sides of the same coin, it has drums and bongos. And, you know, it's it's hard to get both a, drum, a drummer and a bongo to do a show, to every show. It's kind of fun, though. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine. Um, what, what kind of venues do you find your, yourselves in? Where do you, like, and, and audience-wise, what, what do you feel like... Uh, where does your audience fall? What what type of audience finds your music most? Um, it's it's been mostly uh, like just young creatives who are really interested in like just pursuing pursuing um, like their calling in life, whether that's uh, whether that's like moving to Arkansas to. We have some friends that just moved to Arkansas, but they also do a lot of marketing online, and and other other friends that um, that just do uh, they do craft shows and stuff like that. It's really it's really fun with that. But then we also find that um, there's a there's a generational gap, and we we find that even older people get really excited about our music, and and the boomers like it too, and that that gets me excited too because I'm. I usually kind of expect like, like the boomers. They're like, oh, they probably won't like it because we're young, or you know, they're like, oh, the best music's already made, but they, they love it, <laughs> and, and and they they enjoy it and they appreciate it, and that's 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 like so 
so awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. What what does the tour look like for you guys? Are you you mentioned earlier that you guys work at a studio? Is that kind of what you would call your day job full time thing, or is that is that kind of a part time thing for you guys? Yeah, we're full time at the recording studio. It's um, we do you know custom production, and we have bands in here in and out all the time. Uh, we also work um, out of the studio. It's a sync licensing company that really does feature artists. Uh-huh. Uh, that's something that is a big passion of ours is, you know, music is starting to uh, go away, like the album and the record. People mostly just put out singles now. Um, yeah. And then they're, stre- you know, they're streaming, which is great, but then that doesn't really support the artist. So, right. so um, our our particular company, Sync Honey, is really to support artists. And, you know, we don't take any of the publishing for that and and we just, we really want to support them and, and get music and pair it with that second passion, which is film, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And how that works for touring, um, I mean, we can take, you know, sync licensing on the road and, and do it where we're going and still make those connections. But, I mean, obviously our boss understands that we're a band. He's the, the coolest guy ever. And yeah. so if we're going to go for tour, he's like, well, you're a musician. Do you work at a studio? Of course, I'm going to support you on that. <laughs> yeah. Like, you take some time off to go and yeah. do your dream. Because clearly, the studio is a dream of his. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So, what does it look like to, to tour with this, uh, with the new CD that, that's out? Um, do you have, are you doing that now? Do you have some dates scheduled this spring and summer? What does that look like for you guys? Yeah, we're going to travel in June. We're planning on going. Through um, through the southeast, uh-huh. so kind of uh, um, Nashville, Carolinas, um, Atlanta, and then hopefully we can we can go up to um, North Carolina and even Virginia. Are those dates that you already have set, or, or, or is that still a work in progress? It's still a work in progress. We're we're still trying to make it make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, folks who want to hear the the first record, they want to hear the new one. We call each other home. Uh, they want to find out your tour schedule. What's the best way to to track that information down? To order your CD? To get in touch with you guys? I think the easiest is to go to the website themountainnatives.com, or even you can just go into iTunes or Amazon, or um, basically anywhere you you find music and you type "mountain natives," you'll definitely find a um, as the as the first one, which is great because it used to be um, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'm glad you're coming up first. That's really cool. <laughs> well, thanks, Philip and Lauren, both of you. Uh, it was good to catch up with you and and uh, it, uh, hear your story, open up a little bit, and and learn about your music. And we certainly wish you the best, and we appreciate your time. Thank you so Thank much. You. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.